Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks again for joining us on the broadcast or podcast. Broadcast, obviously, right here at WJMM 99.1 FM, Central Kentucky Christian Radio, or on the podcast at the WJMM.com site. Go to the podcast tab near the upper right, and the Love and Lordship links will get you today's and the previous two days' uh, messages. Or you can go to loveandlordship.com www.loveandlordship.com and you'll find many more uh, podcasts and videos and articles uh, that you can read and share listen to whatever the case may be appreciate that um, and, and I want to say this um, we're in Valentine's week and yeah some people think eh, wow eh, mushy all that some people are excited about it let me tell you something. We're going to hear about this a little more tomorrow. The real story of St. Valentine ought to excite us as Christians and ought to motivate us, especially in the times that we're living in. But having said that, I'm going to start today, leading up to tomorrow and Valentine's Day, uh, building on the contrast of love from previous programs that we've talked about between the world's message and God's word regarding love. So let's jump right in today to a to a Valentine's Week message, all right? Love, marriage, and family privilege. That sounds interesting, doesn't it? Let me start with five reasons that Valentine's Day and marriage are good for your spouse, yourself, your family, Christ Church, and our culture. There's the five. So you see, if we're not on the right foundation, and marriage in God's design is that foundation, then very seldom, if ever, will we have the change of heart that can make the needed difference in relationships and live out that change in our churches and our culture. Take a look at the state of our unions and the influence or lack thereof that the church has had on our culture over the past 60 plus years. This has to change, folks, and I believe God is calling us to stand up, call for, and live out this change. Since 1960, that's the year before I was born, America has witnessed a nearly 1,500% increase, a 1,500% increase in cohabitation and a 50-plus percent plunge in the marriage rate. About 45% of cohabiting couples undergo what is called a premarital divorce, which can be every bit as painful as the real thing. Mike McManus of Marriage Savers calls these many, M-I-N-I, many divorces. We haven't legally tied the knot, so to speak, but emotionally and relationally and socially, we're going through the same thing, and to a degree, spiritually. The half who do make it to the altar, cohabiting, are about 50% more likely to divorce than those who lived apart prior to marrying. In the end, as few as 12 to 15% of every 100 couples who cohabit go on to create a lasting marriage. 12 to 15%. That's not a good track record. That's not what most people are signing up for when they think about marriage. And folks, this is just the tip of the iceberg. None of this speaks specifically to the overwhelming inundation of pornography and pornea, sexual immorality, which the Bible speaks of as sex outside of one man, one woman marriage. And that is rampant and accepted in our culture and even in many of our churches, 
by admission or, or omission, silence. It is found in every form of media and social media with little resistance. It is codified in our laws to endorse and promote sexual immorality and demean and diminish marriage and family. And it is literally disguised, porn that is, as education and taught to school children of every age, continuing to push it down even into kindergarten and preschool. So where do we find ourselves this Valentine's week and tomorrow on Valentine's Day? Let's look at a game plan, the game plan of the socialists and liberals who know they must destroy or diminish marriage and family to bring about governmental control. The playbook could be entitled Family Privilege, and I'm air quoting that for those who are listening, which sounds great until you dig just beneath the surface. The premise here is rooted, as are many things today, in the faulty reasoning of tolerance and discrimination leveled, in this case, against the privileging of certain family types and structures as better than any others. Even though the overwhelming social science data clearly tells a different story and God's word directs us in a different story, a different plan and purpose, there is a major positive difference in male-female married couples and households with biological or adopted children families. The convoluted and ideological, not scientific at all, argument seems to be that by giving special respect to one kind of relationship, one man, one woman, biological, adopted children, we simultaneously disrespect all others. That, that's the world we live in today. And the media runs with this to the detriment of all. The stated goal is to foster greater social inclusion and advancement for all people. Heard that before? And that, in and of itself, can be noble. However, marriage and all its wonderful and proven benefits will cease to exist in any recognizable form if, quote, family privilege, unquote, concepts and constructs prevail. And that is the deeper goal of those who are pushing this ideological agenda. Check out the playbook. It's not new. Vladimir Lenin, the architect of the Soviet Union, stated, see if this sounds hauntingly familiar. Corrupt the young, get them away from religion, get them interested in sex, make them superficial, destroy their ruggedness, their character, their toughness. I added the last bit, but that's what he's talking about. Get control of all means of publicity and thereby get the people's mind off their government by focusing their attention on athletics, sexy books, and plays and other trivialities. Divide the people into hostile groups by constantly harping on controversial matters of no importance. Destroy the people's faith in their natural leaders by holding up the ladder to ridicule, contempt, and obloquy. Now, that natural leaders start in the home, husband and wife, mother and father. Always preach true democracy, but seize power as fast and as ruthlessly as possible. Let me read that one again. Always preach true democracy, but seize power as fast and as ruthlessly as possible. Encourage government extravagance, destroy its credit, produce fear with rising prices, inflation, and general discontent. 
foment unnecessary strikes in vital industries, encourage civil disorders, and foster a soft and lenient attitude on the part of government towards such disorders. Think BLM and riots and the kind of things we've been experiencing in the last two or three years. They didn't have it overnight, overnight and in a vacuum. He goes on, by specious argument caused the breakdown of the old moral virtues. Honesty, sobriety, continence, faith in the pledged word, ruggedness, character. Caused the registration of all firearms on some pretext with the view of confiscating them and leave the population defenseless. Now folks, some of you listening today will go, I thought this was a biblical message. It is. It is. Go back and find out where any of those things and what we're seeing in America today line up with Scripture. Even though many people claim it and talk about it, we don't know it well enough. We're not talking about it in the terms of real truth, which sets us free, and that therefore we're being enslaved. Now, with regard to marriage and family, Lenin specifically said, destroy the family, you destroy the country. He did and tyrannically reordered it as the Communist Soviet Union. Ultimately, folks, we are seeing this in our country throughout our media, education, social media, and government with those who agree that all relationships, lifestyle choices are equal and better than those who uphold one man, one woman marriage and traditional family. You see, family privilege is being flipped to say the one that really works is really discriminatory. They claim the moral high ground and then shout down, censor, silence, or cancel anyone who disagrees. It's the only way to attain what they are after as research and reality clearly shows a different picture. If this sounds vaguely familiar, it's because it is. Look no further than the race baiting and LGBTQIA+, I could go on and on, agendas and related movements that hide behind racial and other injustices, which we do need to rightfully consider and address, while promoting the very ideals shared in this message, i.e., Lenin's message, the destruction of the marriage and the nuclear family. As believers in Christ, we must boldly, truthfully, and graciously come against this agenda for destroying nuclear family and marriage according to God's covenant order. We must stand firm in the armor of God, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Recognize the principalities and powers in the spiritual realm that we're fighting against in order to be able to continue to shine Christ's light and share his love. And that begins in Genesis 1, and 2, 24. Marriage, one man, one woman becoming one. And Jesus repeated it plainly in Matthew 19, 4 through 6. Here's some food for thought. Ross Douthat. He's a religious writer for New York Times, or he was, wrote several books, describes our culture's loss of religion, familial breakdown, and plummeting birth rates as a set of feedback loops. The rich society creates incentives to set, faith, to set aside faith's admonitions, which orients its culture more toward immediate material pleasures which makes its inhabitants less likely to have children, which weakens the communal transmission belt for religious traditions, which pushes the society further along the materialist, individualist path. And at a certain point, you end up, well, here, with unparalleled prosperity joined to seemingly irresistible demographic decline. How can we escape this vicious cycle? 
Perhaps, writes Dalton, this would require our society to become dramatically unlike itself, ordered to sacrifice rather than consume, and to eternity rather than what remains of the American dream. You would need not change on the margins, but transformation, probably religious transformation at the heart. And I would direct you to Romans, this is me, Romans 12, 1 through 3. Which brings us to Valentine's Day and St. Valentine, tomorrow's program. Join us and invite family, friends, loved ones, and even enemies to join us as well. Remember last week's foundational tip and command? Let's go back to that and remember that's key to all of this. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Four action items. Spend time in God's Word. I'm sorry, three. Three action items. Spend time in God's Word, prayer, and listening to the Holy Spirit every day. As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you according to His truth on this and any issue. And finally, third, are there any of these areas where you've compromised in listening to the world's message rather than God's? Seek out His truth and walk accordingly. Now, as always, you can find out more at www.loveandlordship.com. You can also donate there if you see this as a kingdom ministry in your prayer. Please pray for us. And if the Lord leads you to say, I want to partner, then you can go to the Give tab in the upper right corner there on the website, loveandlordship.com, and you'll find all the links you need and everything to follow through at the Give tab. Thanks for joining us. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned for Bill Reeser and Encounter. I'm Greg Williams. And this is the authority of love.